Welcome to Batchadamia, a podcast so educational it could be a university class. With your hosts, Danielle Dick McGue, Kim Hanna, and Bill Henniger. Welcome everybody to Batchadamia. And this week it is Kim Hanna, Kimbo Hannimal, as I call her sometimes, and me. Hello. Hello. Uh, so how's it going, Kim? It's going well. It's a gorgeous mm-hmm. September day. We're filming on September in September. So September 1st. September Tonight 1st. is tonight's the start of college football. So I'm kind of like, you know, I'm happy to be with y'all. But uh, after this, I'm going to go drink myself. I'm going to become real American. I ordered some wings um, and I am going to plop my tubby ass on the couch with a beer and I'm just going to just going to really zone out for a good Who three hours. Tonight? I have no idea. I think maybe <laughs> Pitt, Pitt in West Virginia. Um, oh, okay. Big 12. Yeah. So one of them's ranked 17th. So what are your plans? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I got home from work and I did some yoga and then I nice. ate a little dinner and then I'm sitting on the back deck. So so if you all don't know, Kim has relocated um, and she is much closer to her job. And yes. this is she is no longer spending like her life savings just driving there. Huh. And she can like do stuff instead of just driving. So in the words of Danielle, y'all <laughs> gas prices in June killed me. <laughs> that is a really good Danielle impression. Y'all. This is just really hard. (laughs) Y'all. Also, I should I should point out a sad, sad story. Danielle's uh, wonderful dog passed away last night. And so, Danielle, we are thinking of you as a fellow pet lover. I know that's not easy, but you gave Vaughn such a good life. So any of our listeners, uh, if you can send positive thoughts, if you want to do something for Danielle, donate some money to like a rescue or an animal shelter or something like that. So yes. In Vaughn's memory. In Vaughn's memory. Little Mr. Vonnegut. Mr. Vonnegut. So, all right. So question of the day, you ready for this? Yes. I'm going to give you an option. You have one or two options to answer. One is if you had to dump a food substance on yourself on live TV, what would you choose? Or if you had to wrestle somebody, in a food substance, what would the food stuff substance be? You got to pick one or the other and then tell me what it would be. Oh, I think that I, because I don't like wrestling, I'm going to go with dumping food on me and on public television, mm-hmm. on not public, not like PBS, but like on television. Oh God, it'd be amazing on PBS. It would what? be amazing. If I what is this sequel of Downton Abbey and they just poured. So what I would have them pour on me is like 100% pure maple syrup. That would take so long. That's the only fault in that is they'd be like, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> yeah. I just wait and I just wait and I just wait and it just like trickles yeah. down, but it wouldn't be too hot. It wouldn't be too cold. I also thought about this. Um, I thought about marshmallows, but that's not mm. liquid. So it would just be like like things popping on me. Well, and if you were like going to make it liquid, that would be 
That, that would, would be awful. A wretched choice. Yeah. That would be an awful choice if it was like fluffernut or sandwich goo or something. Fluffernutter sandwich. Yeah. Have you um, never heard of a fluffernutter sandwich? Oh yeah, I know what it is. Okay. I Thank just, God. It was a heck of a reference for for this time of the day. Um, you know, I uh obviously I am not like, you know, no one's showing up to see me with my shirt off. So <laughs> I gotta go for humor. I think mustard. I think just, you know, no one says mustard. So I'm going to zig when other people zag. Yeah. I'm going to say like, maybe like dill mustard. You get like a big, a, like giant jar from Costco and just yeah. drop it on you. And a little known fact about Kim and I, we both are very big fans of mustard. So uh, I'd probably then like dip some like corn dogs or something in it off myself. I like eating... Um, Tater tots. Oh, Dijon mustard. Yep. I'm one of the only people I know that dips their fries in mustard um, when I go to a restaurant. I do as well. Yep. That's why that's why we're some that's why we're friends. All right. We ready for the recap? Please. So you're going to have to help me out on this. Than the actual show, though, please. Yeah. The, the show, I mean, they've kind of been boring, guys. The two bachelorettes have definitely you know, livened it up, but the guys just aren't that interesting. Um, so you start out and basically, um, Avon and Rachel are going to do a hometown date. Um, excuse me, Rachel, Nicole and Avon go to a, um, what would you call her a witch because they're in Salem, Massachusetts, but I think she's I actually she's a Wiccan priestess, Wiccan priestess. Okay. I don't want to get the name wrong. And she tells them some stuff. Um, I don't really remember what it was. What I remember is that Rachel Nicole knocks something over and then it like, they're like, is that bad luck? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, so I thought that was a little odd that that uh, went down. Any thoughts on that? I mean, Salem is so much more than the kitschy witch stuff, and all yeah. they all they did was the kitschy witch stuff. Yeah. Um, but I do think that their relationship is cursed for a couple of reasons. One, oh. she dumped everything down off of the glass table, mm -hmm. and two, aren't most relationships on The Bachelorette cursed? Yeah, they don't have a high success rate. I actually saw something the other day that said bachelor in paradise has a better success record than bachelor or bachelorette, which I was like, Hmm, that's something. They spend more time together on bachelor in paradise. They do. Yeah. Yep. And they have more options. And I just think in, yeah. in real life options are what finds you the person you should be with. Yep. Um, all right. So then they meet the parents. It's kind of Avon's parents kind of act like they have a problem, but then they don't. And they seem to get along. It goes way better than her and Tino. Anything to add? I think Avon's mom might also be a Wiccan priestess. She does. And they were divorced. And I thought it was kind of cute that the two of them got together. Mm -hmm. And like they, I feel like that was good co-parenting. I and do as, too. As a parent scholar, you know, a family services professor, I was like, oh, this is one good thing we can take out of it. So yes. Um, then they go to the men tell all, um, Robbie, uh, went from having totally dark hair to being Zach, um, from saved by the bells, little brother. Um, and he was a magician, right? He was. And he's Lily Sobieski's brother. And you're gonna have to remind us who Lily Sobieski is. 
She was in It Girl in the late 90s teen movies. She was in a movie with Chris Klein mm. where she, spoiler alert, dies or is dying of cancer or he's oh, dying yeah. of cancer. One of them is dying. And then she was in the other Armageddon movie, Deep Impact, because yeah. they did two movies that were basically the same movie released yep. the same summer. One was Armageddon and one was Deep Impact. And she was Elijah Wood's girlfriend in Deep Impact. But only one of them had Aerosmith write the theme song. And that's what tipped it. Only one of them is one of my favorite movies. And that movie is Armageddon. Armageddon's a good movie. It's so camp. It's amazing. Some, somehow it works. Like somehow you watch it and you're like, this is a good movie. Why yeah. wouldn't you send, why wouldn't you train drillers to be astronauts <laughs> yeah. instead of just teaching astronauts how to drill? Right. Yeah. On a suicide mission, that's already going to happen. Like, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Wow. Yeah. The science of it too. Like, I just imagine if you're throwing a nuke down something, like you don't got to be that precise. So they were like, you got to hit at the exact point. It's like, nah, it's yeah. a nuke. It's, it's going to blow that shit up one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. Uh, so then um, Jacob apologizes. He said he was rude. He was selfish. Uh, Meatball tries to explain why he initially rejected Rachel um, and then went for uh, Gabby, but then came back. Um, I feel like the funny thing about Meatball was like, you know, you had no chance anyway. So it doesn't really matter what you did, Meatball. Um, you were just staying for as long as you can. Um, Robbie kind of said something to him. If you were more into Rachel, then like say that, be that do that man up. That's what he said to him, which I liked. And it's like, I appreciate the guy who was there for 20 minutes. Um, right. yeah. Uh, Chris who, uh, escorted out night one after making obnoxious comments about the fantasy suite. Um, and then Hayden weren't there. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Logan's there. And we talked quite a bit about Logan, um, and the guys seem very angry about Logan flip-flopping. He seems not to have a problem because he wants to be there just for love. And then the guys kind of accepted, it seemed like. Yeah. I mean, I wish Hayden had been there because that would have made an actual interesting episode. Right. Logan is such a non, like, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? He's not interesting. I still don't understand what either one, why either one of them was interested in him. He was trying to be all fun on the hot seat and it was boring. And I was just ready for them to cut to commercial. Yeah. And Danielle keeps saying that too. Like, what do people see in Logan? I don't get it either. Um, then Virgin gives everybody a cruise. Um, everyone goes nuts. Little fun fact about me. I will not go on a cruise. There are a few things that I will not do in a cruise is one because I've watched so many datelines where someone gets shoved off and they can't figure out why it's just, it's not happening for me. Yeah. Um, then Nate gets up there. Um, he, you know, lays it on pretty thick. He talks about how, um, he, uh, didn't introduce people he dated to his daughter because he wanted to protect his daughter then they ask about why he didn't um disclose to some women that he um that he was dating other girls he kind of said i'm uh you know i was young i shouldn't have done that blah 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 and then 
they kind of let him go. And he yep. said he's sorry. And I feel like everyone was kind of like, all right. So, yeah. Uh, then, um, let's see. They do, let's see. What was the next thing that happened? Is that when Billy Eichner came out? No, I think that was when they did the bloopers. Oh. And yeah. then they bring out uh, Gabby and Rachel. Not much happened. Um, they talked about Jordan. Rachel said she really liked him. He's not going to have any problems, but it just wasn't happening. Um, Mario said, uh, Jacob apologizes. Um, and then Mario says he doesn't like the way that Gabby broke up with him. And I'm trying to find this in my notes here. Oh, <laughs> uh, huh, I can't find where I put it. Do you want to recap the Gabby and Mario thing? No, because I honestly don't remember Mario when he was on the show. And I didn't yeah. really remember the that he was like treated poorly or whatever. Yeah, I think that's probably the the lead, right? Is that like Mario, no one remembers him. And he was like, you really did me dirty. And Gabby's like, did I? It's my you, show. Were, you were on the show? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And she just kind of broke it off with him. Uh, then Billy Eichner and um, who's the other gentleman? I mean, Billy Eichner is the only one that I really care Mr. about. Mr. Hallmark Christmas movie. Yeah, Luke, Luke, guy, Luke McFarlane. Luke McFarlane is in like all of the Hallmark Christmas movies. Yep. They promote the show uh, Bros, which is the first um, gay rom-com uh, that's been released by a major studio, by a major studio. Um, and at first I was like, what is this? And I was like, I think I'm going to watch that. It looks amazing. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Um, and then um, after that, they do the coming up on The Bachelorette. Oh, and then uh, they talk Meatball into dumping more sauce on himself. He obliges. And then they talk about what's left on the season. Yeah. Did I miss anything? Well, Billy Eichner poured the yeah. tomato sauce on Meatball and then got his beautiful white pants dirty. Yep. And then Meatball tackled him. Yeah. It got a little like homoerotic there. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Which I liked. I, I could see like, that. I was like, okay, yeah, I like this. Yeah, I appreciated that meatball was not like, oh god, this is scary. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, um, why was there minimal drama uh, on the men tell all? Like, I mean, that's my first concept. My my answer to your question is twofold. Yes, I like it. You're becoming Number a professor one. already. First. Thank you. Point one. You. Yeah. Point one. You need to teach for us. The entire season was not exciting. So there's nothing to be exciting about on the mental all because there just wasn't that much actual drama during the mm -hmm. season. Mm -hmm. And number two, they didn't have the drama filled people there to make it drama filled. And also it was just a giant ad for the sponsors of the season instead of actually talking about the season so i couldn't decide if the ad came in because they were like we don't have enough content like there's just not enough interesting stuff going on let's pimp <sighs> some stuff you know um let's make some money based on these things that we have ads on i agree and so what i think is funny 
is that almost all of the drama came from the two leads, um, Mm -hmm. which is probably, you know, they wanted that. Um, But then the two leads, though, they were pretty drama filled, did a really good job of culling the guys who would have brought the drama. So it's I don't know if they were like only I can do this drama this season or they were like, I'm going to get rid of these guys. But then several times they seemed like they wanted the guys to fight for them. And it's like, I feel like guys fighting for you is the drama that people then complain about. And so it's like, I don't know if you can ever have like get rid of one and have the other. Right. Yeah. I just think the guys were all just so more well-rounded, put-together guys this season that the immaturity that we often see because you have, like, 22-year-olds, we just didn't see this season. Yeah, And maybe that was the girl saying, listen, I am such and such age. I don't have time for the shenanigans. I don't want anybody on my season that's under a certain age. I think what really cut the drama down was when they made him choose. Yeah. Because I think when you have one person... You know, it's like you've got all these guys and there's some guys that you're like, "Eh, I guess I'm kind of feeling it with. And I'm sure the producers are like, well, why don't you just keep him around for a little bit? But when they had to choose, you're only down like what? They only each got seven or eight guys. And so you're much more likely to choose guys that you're pretty sure like you and then, you know, guys that you like. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Uh, So what did you think about Nate? I feel like that was probably the most remarkable thing that happened was he kind of sat down. Um, he said he didn't tell previous women about his daughter because he wanted Shielder. So thoughts mm-hmm. about that? I've talked about this on previous podcasts mm-hmm. during this season that I am, an, I am in agreement of how Nate has handled dating with a, with a young daughter mm-hmm. because you don't introduce your kids to someone until you are really sure that they're going to know each other and be a part of each other's lives. Mm-hmm. If you, especially when they're little, because mm-hmm. little kids attach so quickly right. and then you get attached and then you, then this both ways, the girlfriend mm-hmm. and the kid get attached and then they break up and then there's the child is sad. The, the adult is sad if they're a decent human being. Mm-hmm. So, I think, and I also, it also sounds like after his divorce, he was ready to sow his wild oats and go a little crazy, which mm-hmm. I. Yeah. Uh oh. We lost you, Kim. I think he was mature. His, what? We lost you for a second there. Am I back? You're back. What did I say last? Well, you were was talking this- about how much you appreciated him sowing his wild oats. But we lost you again. I think we might have lost oh, you. I oh, I really appreciate it. Should I call in? Uh, no, I would turn off your camera. Okay. Bye, face. I think you moving your hands around was taking up enough bandwidth. So <gasps> I can't do it without moving my hands. Okay. Are we better yeah. now? Yeah, this is good. Okay. Um, so what I will say is 
I think a lot of people go a little crazy after a divorce or a breakup. And so I think it was smart that he did not um, introduce his daughter to anyone while he was in that phase. Mm -hmm. And now that it seems like he's out of that phase, Mm -hmm. when he's dating after an appropriate amount of time, it probably would be better. I don't know that it's okay that he didn't tell any of the girls that he had a daughter yeah Um, that's on him and he seems to have owned that yeah but uh i don't blame him for not introducing his daughter to anybody yeah so full disclosure i'd probably go pretty wild too i'd like to think i'd be like well reasoned if i ever if i was ever left in my marriage but i'd probably go pretty wild and make some real bad mistakes um i agree with you yeah i think that when you're the parent of a child it's like you people can't question how you decide to introduce you to their kids, right? It's your decision. They know the kids the best. And if you decide to walk out on them, they're the ones that got to clean up that mess and have tough conversations with the kids. Now, I think the bigger question is he did, he kind of dodged, dip, duck, dodge, dive and dodged and dipped um, is the question about if he was cheating. So I wanted to know your thoughts on that. Because he was basically what he said was like, well, I was young, you know, I did some dumb stuff and I, I'm sorry if I hurt anybody, which I've talked a lot about apologies on here. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he really it's like, I'm sorry if I hurt you. Well, clearly you hurt some people because if you didn't hurt them, they wouldn't be jumping on Instagram, you know, making comments about you. Um, I think was he cheating or was he dating two people at the same time? Well, that was the thing is that he, you know, we never really got what definitely the women thought that he was dating them. Yeah. Um, So at at least the lack of communication. Yes. I think there's a clear lack of communication because if he was dating both of them and they didn't know that he was dating both of them, Mm -hmm. then, then to them, yes, he was cheating. And to him, he was just dating two women. If, if they um, knew that he was dating another woman and they were not exclusive, mm-hmm. then I don't think it's cheating. So here's my question. At what point does that that thought no longer like at what point can you no longer be like, well, I guess we just miscommunicated. Like, you know, if you're married to someone and you go and have sex with someone else, and you're like, well, I thought well, we had an open marriage. I thought we kind of talked about that. Does that make you know, I think if you're married, you know, if you have an open marriage or okay. you have not okay. close or a closed marriage. So how long into dating do you have the understanding that you're exclusive? Just plan. I've been teaching class for the last mm-hmm. two weeks. And so I've gone yep. into like devil's yep. advocate, like let's converse about some some topics here. And I was thinking about that today. We were talking in class about like communication and I was like, yeah, when do you like, do you ever have to say like, we are now official and we shouldn't date each other? Is it understood? Um, I might, let's, I, I really hope my mom doesn't listen to this. Um, my mom does. So don't say, uh, well, I don't care if your mom knows about stuff. About my mom will be like, Kim is the smartest person. I know. I love her. Yes! I hope so. I love to know. Um, I think if you are, I think before you have sex for the first time or after your first time, because you need to know if there are 
there are diseases you need to be worried uh, about. That's a good point. Although I really like the idea of like, right when you're done with sex for the first time, you're like, so. Also, I'm married. Exclusive. <laughs> What's uh what 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 what's the deal here? Maybe oh. like halfway through, like before we go any further, like throw out the meatloaf song and be like, "Do you love me? Are we exclusive?" <laughs> I gotta know right now. We're on third base, baby. Where are we at? The problem is, if you listen to that song, it didn't end well for Meatloaf's character. It didn't end well for either one of them. They're That's both true. sad and depressed. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't like I tried to look up some research on this and there's not like this is the the time where people are happy. Um, I think people feel like there should be a conversation. But I oh, I feel like from reading the research that both parties feel like the other party should initiate it. Right. So if you go out and you start dating other people and your partner's really mad, you're like, well, you should have said this to me. You should have brought it up. So I knew. And if yeah. you are the person who feels like they're being cheated on, you're like, well, you should have brought it up to me. Um, you should have told me that, you know, you were going to go out and have this. So I could have told you no, or I could have prepared for it. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. I feel like there needs to be some type of cultural rule. And I think we should just say it's midway through the first time you have sex. I think so too. You heard it here on Fetchadamia, yep. folks. You are heavy petting, and then all of a sudden you stop and you say, You are past second base. You may be sliding mm -hmm. into third, and that's mm -hmm. when you start the conversation. For a Canadian, now, yeah. Second and third bases might be different bases. Yep. But for our Canadian listeners, you're past the blue line, you're heading into the crease. Um, Correct. Yep. The goalie is not in the in in your way, and you're yep. about to you're about to go for the gold. Yep. I don't know. 1980 USA over Russia. USA. <laughs> USA. I don't know other sports. I can't really do a good soccer metaphor. Um, Me neither. So, yeah. You're well, past. You've just hit a first down. You're going toward. <laughs> I don't think that's soccer. The end zone. No, I'm talking. I oh, switched football. to American football. Okay. Because I do know that. Yeah. Yep. You're heading for the end zone. Uh, you've passed the uh, too deep coverage. You need to ask the question. David Montgomery is just racing toward the uh, good yeah. time. I feel like for our three male listeners that are really into sports, they're like, they get me. They get me. You are welcome. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've really exhausted that topic. All right. I want to hear the wild card, Kim. Okay. I couldn't decide between just talking about Billy Eichner for a half an hour and how much I love him mm -hmm. and how much I really want to see this movie. Mm -hmm. Or um, just talking about Salem, Massachusetts, and how everyone who goes there to visit are expecting it to be like Salem, Massachusetts in Hocus Pocus, and it's more like Epcot Center, Salem, Massachusetts. Um, so what I'm going to talk about, which I didn't tell you about, is that um, I think that I am ready for this season to be over. <laughs> I'm super yeah. excited for Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. But no, 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 no. I'll go back to my wild card topic. Um <laughs> so I um my so my wild card topic is gonna be an ode to Billy Eichner because if you listen to our podcast and you don't watch Billy on the street, you need to go to YouTube or Hulu and mm. Hulu and go and watch all of the episodes that have ever been filmed of Billy on the Street because it is 
amazing. Pause right now. Pause right now. Go and go and watch it, and then come back. We'll be here. We'll be here, and then also watch the the last two seasons of Parks and Recreation, where Billy Eichner steals every scene he is in as Craig, and it is is magical, amazing as Craig. It's so good. Yes, and I just it makes me sad that for some people, Monday night's episode was the first time they'd ever seen Billy Eichner. That makes me sad for them because he's so funny so good and his instagram is amazing so big 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 billy eichner fan um he did he does a like a he does a parade oh god is it like the day before thanksgiving macy's day parade what he calls it and he has like random floats and it's all super funny and like there's an elena because his this woman that ended up on his show in the first season that's just like a random new yorker who's now like his best friend who's an older woman in new york city named elena there's like a float of her in the parade i mean it's just yes if you need a laugh just if you're having a bad day, just go and watch Billy on the Street episodes because it is yes. so good. I uh, I'm gonna make sure I tag him in this, and maybe he'll come on sometime. I mean, that's a <gasps> pipe dream. That's oh a God, pipe dream. But I will lose my ever-loving mind if Billy Eichner shows up sometime. Um, I will fan boy, fan girl all over it. So. I will fan girl hard over him, and I mm-hmm. am. I'm really excited for their movie. It looks really good. Um, another really good movie that, that came out this um, spring is called Fire Island, and it is on mm. Hulu. And it is also um, two men. It's it's a it's a play on Pride and Prejudice, actually, which is one one of my all time favorite books and one of my all time favorite movies. And mm. it is so um, two men are, are like I can't remember what their names are in the uh, well. The Mr. Darcy character is named Will because they always are named Will or William oh, when it's mm-hmm. a, a newer version. But it's it's a bunch of gay men on Fire Island and Margaret Cho is in it and she's fantastic. I mean, it's yes. a great movie. So that one was just on Hulu. But if you're looking for some fun movies to watch this fall, the the bros looks amazing. And then Fire Island is also a really good one. So here's my question about Billy Eichner, and, and I feel like like this is, I, I think people assume it's obvious, but he is gay, right? He is. Okay. I didn't um, know if he, he had said that, which it doesn't matter one way or another. Yeah. I just always think it's really interesting when someone plays somebody of the opposite um, orientation. Yeah. No, and Billy's also Billy had a TV show that I'm looking up right now that was really good. Um, with so it's called Difficult People, and that oh. was on Hulu. That's on Hulu also, and that's also a great TV show. So I've not watched that. I'm gonna have to get in on that. I highly recommend it if you want to just like it's Labor Day weekend. If where you live the weather is trash, just have a Billy Eichner Sunday. Out in California, it's very warm. So. It is very warm out in California. It's supposed to be gorgeous here. I'm very excited. Yes. All right. So I'm done with my soliloquy of love to Billy Eichner. Billy Eichner, please come on our podcast, please. Oh my God. Don't even just put it out and put it in the universe. Make it happen. Put it out in the universe. Billy, we have a spot for you. And we're both named Bill. I mean, come on. That's right. Yeah. And I I don't have Bill in my name. 
but I like several bills. So yeah. there you go. Lessons learned. What'd you learn, Kimbo Hannibal? Oh God. Um. I'll go first. I learned. Go. Oh. You go first. Go I first. learned that both Kim, I, and possibly Danielle. I think from talking to her, I've gauged this. We're ready for this season to be done. It's just that it, is what I was going to say. It hasn't yep. delivered, and you know, we just we have B and the P coming up, and that is just such a better show usually, anyways. Yep. So, I just think they maybe need to retire the Bachelor and the Bachelorette, and yeah. only do Bachelor and Paradise. I mean, there are what thirty thousand seasons worth of people they can pull from to do Bachelor in yeah. Paradise. Just yeah. only do Bachelor in Paradise. Or find some way of making it like interesting again, because like right now, man, it's just, it's dragging. Um, it's so boring. Yeah. And it's, it's like, so they're kind of running into this thing where they either got to like do crazier stuff or have people do crazier things, or it's really boring like it is this season. So, yep. but all right. So city shout out. Um, I was going to do Biloxi, Minis- uh, Biloxi, Mississippi, but then when we started talking, I was like, we've had 15 listeners from Salem, Massachusetts. Why not do Salem, Mass? So, You're kidding uh, me! Yeah, Salem, Mass is our city. Um, it is. Uh, it was settled in 1626, incorporated in 1629, and became a city in 1836. Woo-hoo! Um, it has a population as of 2020 of 44,400 and 80 people now it's most noted for the salem witch trials where uh several girls uh said that they were witches and then the town just started trying everybody um and then they started burning people and drowning them um yeah maybe don't listen to super hyper um hormonal teenage girls for all of your police decisions yeah now um I'm trying to see, uh, they have Salem state university there, uh, as far as tourism, obviously people go there for the witches, uh, and the witch trial stuff and the notable people, Mary Abbott, the first woman to ever win a gold Olympic gold medal was from there. Um, trying to see lots of priests from there, lots of famous priests, which makes sense. Right. Um, Roger Williams, theologian, Bob Vila. Bob Vila is from Salem, Mass. Bob freaking Vila. That's our man right there. Yep. Yep. That's. Go ahead. I'm starting to be squishy again. So I'm going to take my video back off. But can I interject as someone who has been to Salem, Massachusetts? Yes, please. Okay. First of all, one of the greatest movies ever filmed and based in Salem, Massachusetts is called Hocus Pocus. Oh my God. And it is spooky season. It is officially. And Hocus Pocus 2 is coming out in less than 30 days. Wow. This is kismet. This is amazing. And then also, it is a very easy commuter train ride from, or is it on the Amtrak? I can't remember. I've taken the train to Salem, and I can't remember if I took the train from North Station or if I took the train the acela line but it's super easy to get to salem from boston if you fly into boston you can get to salem very easily there are some amazing houses there um and then there is um i believe there is a bewitched statue yes there is um 
so yeah so there is a lot of kitschy witch stuff but then there's a lot of really cool because like salem's been around there have been european there's been a european settlement in salem for you know yeah. 400 years so there's a lot of really cool stuff there so you heard it here first people you don't gotta go just for the uh witch factor you go there for other stuff there's the peabody essex museum there's yep. misery island there's the pioneer village uh there's the salem willows all great things and the house that the turret blows up in in hocus pocus is there Oh, yeah. All right. What a way to end. I feel like oh, this show, damn. like you and I started out and we're just kind of like, we got to get through this. This was a boring episode and it really came together. It did. We made a plea to Billy Eichner, who for sure is going to come on the show now. Uh, we talked about Salem and, you know, we learned all this stuff. This has been great. Yeah. Yeah. Anything to it. end us with? Happy September, y'all. It's Virgo season. Oh, there you go. Have a happy Labor Day. Do something non-work related. And thank the unions, because if you are against unions, you don't get to celebrate Labor Day. There you go. That's a good way to end. We've unionized here on the show. So. We have. Yep. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good Bye. You have been listening to Batchademia with your hosts. Daniel Dick McGue, Kim Hanna, and Bill Henning. All thoughts and opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the person who spoke them. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the show, leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, please share with your family, friends, colleagues, and other Ardent Bachelor fans. If you have comments or questions you would like us to address on the show, you can email us at bachadamia at gmail.com or on the Twitter with the handle at Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.